0: Hey guys and welcome to paranormal thoughts podcast exploring the world of paranormal events through real people's accounts in this episode we're doing interview with an abductee where i interview an everyday alien abduction experiencer Just before we get into this interview, though, I just want to say, if you're someone who has had an experience with abduction and would like to maybe come on the podcast, tell your story, or even just let me know your account privately, I'm more than happy to hear from any of you. You can email me at podcast at gmail.com. I'm getting a lot of accounts currently from you guys on a lot of different ranging uh, sort of topics but especially the abduction phenomena so I love getting to be that person that you can sort of turn to because I know it's very difficult to talk to anyone about this particular phenomena so feel free if you'd like to reach out to me and I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. As I, At the moment I'm kind of swamped under with the amount of reports I kind of get and it uh, does take a little bit of time to get back to everyone but just so you know I'm sort of working through um, everyone and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. So, yeah, if you'd like to reach out, at gmail.com. Hiring for your small business? If
1: you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: In this episode, I'm speaking to Yorn. He is an Australian. He lives in the same state as myself. He currently resides in central Queensland. Yorn reached out to me after finding Paranormal Thoughts a little while ago and decided that, you know, he hasn't really been able to speak with anyone about his experiences that he's kind of had throughout his entire life, and he would like to shed some light on that, you know, have a conversation around it and potentially help others as well. You know, he is in a very similar position to a lot of us where we have these experiences that go on and it kind of gets to a point where you start to seek answers and... That's obviously a great position to be in, but then, you know, you're kind of left with a ton more questions and probably, you know, even more confusion around what's kind of going on. So uh, it's great that he was able to sort of find Paranormal Thoughts and he's kind of, you know, paid it back as well by um, paid it forward by coming on and just describing some of the really interesting experiences that he's had. Jorn has also sent me some videos of him being out in the middle of nowhere filming lights. Uh, He also has had an implant in his mouth that has since been removed. I've got a photo of that. So if you want to see all of that, you can uh, jump onto the Paranormal Thoughts podcast Instagram. I think it's great that more and more Australians are uh, coming forward as well and telling their stories, um, being, you know, an Australian. This is an Australian podcast really at the end of the day and um, there's quite an, a large Australian audience here as well. So I think it's great to sort of be able to shed some light on some of those stories, uh, you know, because I feel like they kind of do get missed at times. So thanks so much to Yawn, and I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation.
2: Yeah, well, I'm just pretty much a normal guy. I was never really into the topic of aliens till about 25 when it sort of popped up on YouTube, just as the videos I was scrolling through. Um, I was more into like the Bermuda Triangle and like the ghost ships and Bigfoot and just mysterious animals. Like I love nature and mystery. So I had a feeling like with the alien technology and I was pretty bored with the stories of Area 51 and Rendition Forest and all those incidents. I was like, oh, it was so long ago and it could just be something else. Yeah, I didn't actually, sort of piece everything together until I was about 25 after I'd had, um, at the time, three strange incidents happen and the videos that sort of surged up matched sort of my recollection of the very odd situation that I was in at the time.
0: When, I suppose, at that age of 25, when these experiences kind of came to fruition for you, even though you've had, you know, I guess previous knowledge of the strange kind of unexplained how was it actually then having your own experiences with phenomena that's really hard to explain because I always find that interesting when people have had maybe some prior knowledge or you know being on the other end of it where you know nothing you know it's I think it's really interesting um because I feel like probably for the most part everyone still processes it the same because it's really hard to make sense of what that is but what was that like for yourself
2: um It was pretty, well, it was shocking when I pretty much made that connected the dots with the um, assistance of the videos on uh, YouTube at the time. This was back in the day when it was pretty wild and you could put anything up sort of thing. I had no idea why I sort of had these weird things happen to me in life and just sort of blew them off as it being a strange thing. And then, um, yeah, my, this, the second sort of strange thing that happened to me, I thought, well, it was very, very scary. And I thought, oh, it must have just been something like a nightmare or something like that. And then I was watching a YouTube video when I was 25 and they went through a list of the 50 aliens that are apparently visiting Earth. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll give this a bit of a watch and see what it's like. And then, um, yeah, they stuck up. One of the tall, white, grey type aliens and um, that just shocked me to my core and I was petrified just staring at the TV listening to what they had to say about this race of aliens because I'd actually seen them or well, seen one when um, I was 10 and that freaked me out. <laughs> and, yeah, it was a little bit hard for me to sort of come to terms with everything.
0: Nah, for sure, especially when you don't expect to see the exact thing that you've actually witnessed, you know, just stumbling across it on YouTube, you know, like this happens time, time again with people. If you do start to have a recollection of something, you'll, you know, try to seek some answers, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you can be quite shocked at the things that are out there, which other people have seen, and especially interesting too. Something like, you know, like a tall white kind of being—they are very different from a general person's idea of an alien. That is obviously very alarming when something you couldn't even. And ever imagining kind of conjuring up yourself in your own sort of imagination uh you know suddenly it's it's been quite heavily reported on um and yes suddenly across it like that must really change your perspective on things i mean i've had it to certain extents but never quite like yourself in that sort of instance i could imagine it would be pretty um it'd be a hard pill to kind of swallow
2: yeah it was it was pretty wild and it was just because it was I was such a young child and like I've never ever seen an alien that looked like that like I'd seen the typical depiction of a gray alien like later on in my early 20s and stuff like that so um, yeah seeing something that almost matched what I seen when I was 10 almost perfectly and there being an agenda to what the reason why they were there sort of things yeah stunned me for a fair bit.
0: So I'm curious to what else came out of doing that initial research. You sort of mentioned that being that you witnessed at the age of 10, but was there anything else that really stood out and kind of, you know, really made you start piecing those pieces together?
2: I was just cruising around on YouTube and stumbled across um, some abduction videos like Missing Time, Lights in the Sky. Um, There's a fellow that's deceased, passed away now. He was um, one of the head fellas that was interviewing a lot of abductees and removing implants and I stumbled on one of his videos and he just went through a list of where people have had implants removed like in between the webs of their fingers and their arms behind their ears and they he said um there's usually people have had implants on the inside of their mouth like underneath their gum behind their canine tooth on the left side and um (laughs) just so happened to be where I'd had a lump that for as long as I can remember in the inside of my mouth. And I just assumed that everyone sort of had that lump and I kind of got a little bit concerned about that. And then, um, yeah, the, the video of seeing the tall white, how, um, they explain basically they work with the greys and they're more of the surgeon type, um, to do all that sort of stuff in the, in the, in the tales that people have told. So that spun me out. And then, um, depending on how, how you would like me to tell the stories. We could start from the abduction of 25 if you want, or I could just go back to when I was
0: five and then go up that way. Yeah, why don't we just go back to that very first recollection?
2: Yeah, so the first one, um, I was five, just sleeping in bed, and I woke up, must have been the middle of the night. It was a very long time ago. I was quite young, so I don't have a lot of detail on it, but I, I woke up and sat up and had a look at the end of my bed and there was like a fluoro green hologram of kind of what looked like an Anzac Day soldier just marching on the spot. So I was, I was staring at that but also in my peripheral vision because the room was quite lit up, kind of like a dim moonlight and I could see in the far corner near the window two small what I thought was children at the time. I thought I was seeing a ghost or something but I couldn't actually look at them. I was too fixated on this um, hologram of this soldier that was marching at the like on, on top of my bed at the end of my bed, and I just knew that there was another presence in the corner of the room, and then um, yeah, I just
0: blacked out from there, and went um, went on with my life. Really, kids are somewhat aware of, you know, ghosts and so on, but it's interesting that I guess that's how, you've kind of comprehended, that phenomenon. Yeah. Even then, I mean, that's still um, such a yeah, such an interesting experience, obviously as you're about to tell us more of these other experiences, I guess you've been able to sort of piece that together as, you know, one and the same kind of phenomena.
2: Yeah. The one when I was 10 that happened was probably the most scariest one. And that was the trigger point for me sort of diving into more research on the topic. So I um, was asleep one night. My parents just bought me, um, a double bunk bed so I could have friends stay over and stuff. And I was always sleeping on the bottom and mum's just like, oh, get up on the top, you know, you can use the top bunk that we've bought you. Yeah? So I, I did that, gone to sleep. And um, I've always, up until the age of 25 really, I've always slept with my head underneath the, like, pillow and the blanket all the way over the top. Like I was always hiding when I slept. It's the only way I felt comfortable. But, um, yeah, I had my back facing towards the bedroom door. So I was sleeping at night and curled up on my side and I felt a big nudge on my shoulder that woke me up. And I just assumed that it was morning time, mum's getting me ready for school. And I, I just said, oh, five more minutes. And then I got a, another nudge on the shoulder, which made me think, oh, you know, she's serious. i got to get up and go to school. And then um, the blanket got pulled off of me and I sat up and face the door. And as I was doing that, I was rubbing my like the sleep out of my eyes. And um, when I removed my hands, there was probably about 30 centimetres away from my face. Um, just a skinny white face with massive black eyes. And I just stared at it for a good five seconds and then screamed my absolute head off. And mum came running in wanting to know what was going on I told her the whole story and she said that um, it was probably just my babysitter's son he passed away about a month or two ago in a car accident she's like oh he's probably just come to say goodbye you know I was like no 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 that that was not Andrew like it didn't look anything like him it was this and she's just calmed me down and I've gone back to bed but that was the fear of looking that thing in the eyes and it looking back at my eyes just scared the absolute shit out of me and I haven't felt fear like that to this day.
0: I can imagine right like that's you're so vulnerable too in those first few moments when waking up but it's, it's interesting that your mum kind of went to the conclusion of it could have been this boy who um just had recently passed, like, is is she quite yeah. interested in the sort of you know, that, that sort of strange phenomenon as well, or is that something she'd sort of discussed with you as you're growing up or
2: just a, a a Christian and sort of believes in all the ghost stuff as well, like the paranormal side of stuff. She's just like, Oh, you know, there's another life and they choose to go whenever they, they please and all that sort of stuff. So she's along the lines of there's spirits in this world, and she was just putting my mind at ease, sort of thing, because I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. It
2: touched me and woken me up. And I, yeah, so it was a physical object because it literally bumped me and pulled away my blanket. So I was quite freaked out.
0: Uh, yeah, as you said, actually having the physical touch, I mean, it sets in your mind that it's not just a dream, you know, you've actually been physically awoken by something. Yeah.
2: And then the other strange time was um, when I was 12. we just moved to Emerald. Um, My stepdad got a job in the mines. So we relocated from Brisbane up to here just to be closer to work and all that sort of stuff. So we, we were just in this new rental. It was on a big nearly two acres, I'd say, block of land. And we got a little puppy at the time too, so... It was my job to go outside and feed him so um, and I didn't want to watch Home and Away or anything, so I was sitting down watching the news and Home and Away was coming on, so I was like, I'll just go outside and hang out with the dog. So I was um, on the back porch like veranda, overlooking the two acres of backyard that we had at the time and um, just hanging out with the dog, playing with him. It was um, like cicada season, so there was a fair bit of like insect noise and all that sort of stuff going on. Um, I was sitting there playing with him, and I'd noticed that the cicadas and the crickets had completely gone silent. There was absolutely no noise. And um, I was like, oh, that's a bit strange. And I'm playing with the dog, and then I see this massive light come over the house. It paused just at the bottom of the steps, and it was such a – such a strange light because it was – LEDs weren't really a thing back back then. So I was puzzled by the light, but it wasn't just the brightness. Nothing had a shadow, so it illuminated, like, everything. There was no shadow whatsoever. And, um, it's yeah, paused at the bottom of the steps for a little bit, zigzagged to the back of the um, yard, and then shot off again. And I was so excited. I was like, holy, holy shit, what was that? I was um, pretty – pretty stoked on what i've just seen and then i went to go pat the dog again and he's nowhere to be found i'm like where's this little bugger got to and i've turned around we had like um like a laundry that connected to the deck and he was in the laundry with the door shut behind him just staring at me quietly and i thought that was pretty weird so i've um gone up let him out fed him went back inside to tell my parents about this light that i'd just seen in the backyard i was so excited i was like i just seen this crazy light and they're both like oh it's probably just a plane because we sort of live near the airport and um i looked on the tv and home and away had finished and they're already into like the middle of the the show that was after home and away so i was sort of missing almost an hour and a half of time. And I thought to myself, I couldn't have been out there for that long. Like it only felt like 15 minutes. So that was very strange. And then, um, yeah, I just sort of thought nothing of it and went to bed and got ready for school, I guess.
0: Yeah. Now that's, that's a pretty wild realization, isn't it? And missing time, such a weird one because you d- obviously you try to rationalize it, right? It's like, no way I could have been out there for that long, but And it's great, too, that you had, like, that time reference, you actually knowing that, you know, 7 p.m. or whatever time home and away would start, um, you know, and then you've come back in, already finished into that next show. Like, when did you come across the concept of missing time? Was that sort of around that time of 25 or?
2: Yeah. So I was watching, because um, I liked all the ancient structures and stuff like that, Ancient Aliens was sort of a big thing coming out and they had a few episodes on YouTube. So um, that automatically put alien stuff in the um, category of what what I should watch after that. And I, I come across, I can't remember the exact recollection of the the people that had done it, but it was somewhere in America, just two people driving in a dirt road and they, they should remember seeing a light and the car stopping and then they had that big section of missing time but they just remember getting out looking at the light and then the light leaving and then they'd missed they'd both been missing almost an hour of time and I thought to myself Farah that's a bit weird that's kind of like that time that I was 12 when I was sitting on the deck with the dog and then um yeah then the alien implant one came up and then I got really worried because one of the implant locations that he referenced to was also the one where I had the bump it kind of feels like kind of feels like a little piece of lead like lead pencil that you get out of a pacer so it's just like a cylinder and it's really hard and um sort of slides around and I was yeah pretty pretty weirded out by that and then um yeah clicked onto that different alien species that are interacting with earth and that's when I stumbled across the tall white that I'd seen when I was 10 and sort of had a mini freak
0: out. Yeah, I can imagine that, like, because it's multiple things for you, isn't it? That's that's yeah. all kind of revealing itself and you being able to actually make sense of it is, I mean, what a way to find out is, you know, you just through your own sort of self-discovery and reflecting going, hang on, all of that weird stuff actually is kind of a part of a bigger picture which happens to, I mean, we don't actually know how many people but it seems like quite a few yeah, there's quite a few experiences in the exact same position. So, yeah, what a way to, I mean, yeah, the world kind of just comes crashing down around you, doesn't it?
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: what's actually going on and what we're being told and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, it set me back for a little bit. And then um, it was only probably about three months later after I'd sort of come to the terms with that there was some pretty strange things happening in my childhood that the next encounter happened. So, um, yeah, I had my girlfriend at the time. She was over to watch movies and we decided to go to bed because we both had work in the morning. So we're like, oh, I'll have a half early night. Finish at nine and go to sleep. So we're laying in bed. Um, I was staying in a single bedroom unit at the time. It's kind of like a a studio, like a studio unit, and it came with furniture. And I had my own furniture, so I didn't want any of that. So I just threw all that in the bedroom that they owned and put my bed out in the living room slash dining room. So we're sitting there, laying in bed. She's gone to sleep, and I couldn't get to sleep. I was struggling, tossing and turning, and um, I was laying there and noticed the room was just too bright for me to fall asleep and I was like, oh, it must be a full moon or something like this. I'm going to have to get up and close the curtains because this light's just keeping me awake. And as I've gone to sit up and um, go over to close the blinds, so I'm still in bed, I'm just about to sit up and I hear in my head, sort of in my own voice but not under my control, someone go, hello, hello. And um, when that happened, my ears twitched like I heard a big bang and I was like, what on earth? Is there someone at the door at like 11 o'clock at night? So I'd sat up and had a look at the door and the door was a wooden door with glass slits through it so you could see people on the other side and there was no one on the other side of the door. I was like, that's so odd, like who said hello? And then almost as if I knew what was going to happen next, I felt like I had to look at the bottom of the bed and I've sat up and face the bottom of the bed and there standing at the very end of the bed it was just one single little grey alien staring directly at me and um, there was, yeah, just so much light in the air. I could see so much detail and something that I've never ever seen in a depiction of a little grey alien before, it was really spun me out. So I, I in shock, leant forward and <laughs> looked it in the eyes and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And uh, that actually woke my girlfriend up, and she's gone, "What? What is it?" And without any of my control, I told her, "Never mind, I'm just sleeping." And this whole time, I'm staring at this this creature, and um, yeah, the last thing I remember is still sitting up, and then still staring eye to eye with this being, and it going black, and then waking up the next morning with no recollection of having a dream. Uh, remembering that incident and it being really strange. And I I woke up and my pa- uh, girlfriend at the time woke up as well. And I was like, do you remember me getting up last night and saying anything? She's like, yeah, you yelled out what the fuck really loud and it scared me and woke me up. And I was like, huh. And then what did I say? And she's like, you told me, never mind, you're sleeping. So I went back to sleep. So that sort of gave me evidence myself that that was actually something that had happened, it wasn't just a dream even though it was so real and it didn't feel like a dream because it it wasn't constantly changing and, yeah, it was really, really intense and I sort of just told a mate about it and he said, wow, that's pretty crazy and went on with my life for the next, what, six years until something else wild happened.
0: I love those experiences where someone else – gets some sort of insight to it. It does seem like, because it's it's a very interesting concept and I've sort of, you know, been, I guess, really thinking about that myself the last few months about how partners kind of um, have either insight or what they actually experienced because of, you know, being with an experiencer, you know, and it's always like small glimpses uh, and like that's such a perfect example there where your partner at the time woke up but didn't actually get the chance to see what was going on and then you having that response which wasn't in your control just to be like, no, everything's fine, to just kind of diffuse the situation. It's phenomenal, right? Because, I mean, it's great too that she then remembered uh, the next morning, yeah, waking up and then you getting that confirmation of like, I actually did say what I thought I said, but, yeah, you not having the control over that. I mean, that's that's something that's... I mean, it's phenomenal for one thing, but then to have something like that I and mean, then just to kind of go, all right, well, that was, that was weird, right? And as you said, for the next six years, just kind of having to put that in the back of your mind, even though, I mean, as you said, there was so much light in the room and was there any sort of details about the being um, that really stick with you that maybe is a bit different from other descriptions or anything like that? Or was it kind of just the perfect... Uh, grey kind of being which we all know.
2: Yeah, it was just like the the size of it being like the head so big and the body so slender and frail looking but like the skin texture on its face, like I could see the outlines of the structure of its face as well as like his body and neck and, yeah, just the eyes were sort of hypnotising although they're just big black bulbs eyes that don't really have any texture to them like I could see the reflection of light off of his eyes as well and there was just so much detail and so much I don't know like I just there's no way that I could be that creative in my own mind to sort of make up something coming off of a story that I've seen off the internet or a movie of depicting a grey alien it was just really I wasn't scared I was just confused and and it sounds kind of weird but um, like when I heard the the hello in my head, it, it sort of came with emotion as well. Like it wasn't, I didn't feel threatened by it because it was really polite, if that makes any sense. So I was just, yeah, it was just mass confusion. And
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine like, it's very different from, I guess your first thought is like, this is an intruder, but like, when is an intruder ever that polite and, Having that sort of sense of ease, was there anything you can kind of remember about the voice, like an accent or anything like that, or was it pretty neutral?
2: Uh, it was pretty neutral. Like it did have punctuation on it because it was more of like a friendly hello. Like it was just like hello, like when someone just rocks up to your house and the door's open, so they call in sort of thing. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was very strange and definitely to to hear, like a voice in my head not under my control was also very shocking. Like I've never, like everybody has their own thoughts in their heads so they can definitely tell the difference between their own thoughts and something else. So, yeah, that was a bit of a shock too. Just hearing someone else's voice in my head that was not in my control sort of spun me
0: out as well. It's that thing of you've lost all sense of control in that situation, you know? Like anything anything that you wanted to feel or wanted to do, you know, any any sort of action in that situation sounds like you just couldn't. And that seems to be so true for everyone, which seems like, you know, I guess that's almost the, um, I feel like the real kind of frightening aspect of a lot of this is when these experiences do take place, people might feel like they're in control, but it's typically when you sort of start to dissect the situation, it really does sound like you're just kind of there and, um, you're at, the will and the mercy of these beings, you know, and that's quite a, um, yeah, I mean, it's quite a upsetting thought for some, depending on, you know, if their experiences are positive or negative, you know, but really anything, you know, we, we obviously will have like free will. So to have that taken away, um, especially just so openly too, like your partner at the time is literally right there, you know? So it's just kind of like, yeah, what, yeah. what can't they do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it could be, daylight you could be out in a park for you know it's just like how do they what sort of um where does the limit sort of end with what they can achieve and what they can actually um do yeah that is um a very interesting experience and just that thing of having someone else there being able to recall yeah some of that i feel like is very interesting uh just yeah as i said for myself like really thinking about you know my partners had seen strange things um in the middle of the night evolving me being asleep and then also um just strange kind of things around synchronicity where she's been there and just been able to even though we're, I'm conscious I know that thing is happening but just to have someone else be like yeah no that was an odd situation considering all the kind of history and everything that's surrounding that so it's I love that you've been able to have an experience where someone else has been able to validate some of it because I feel like that's um a really integral part to coming to terms with, you know, the phenomena you're experiencing.
2: Yeah, just to just to have sort of what I felt line up with her story as well, like of the incident that just sort of reaffirms that it was most definitely happening and I wasn't just having a strange dream or anything like
0: that. For sure. So after that event, you said it was six years until – anything else showed itself?
2: Yeah. So very recently, um, so on the, I think it would have been the 5th of November just before Christmas last year. So very, only not even two months ago, I was, uh, I'm currently living by myself at the moment. So went to bed, everything's normal. And then I spontaneously woke up standing at the bottom of my bed with A grey alien in front of me and another one just behind me. And um, I was like, woke up instantly confused of the situation, what was going on, because I felt really humid and just felt strange. And I looked down at my arms and they're covered in like this clear slime. And I just started to throw this slime off of me. And in my head, um i hear the either one of the beans or two of the beans just say it's going to be okay it's going to be okay just calm down and as soon as i said just calm down i did calm down but um they were also making a noise while they were talking to me in my head because they they felt panicked because i was swaying and they must have thought like because i'm assuming it (laughs) didn't go to plan because i could tell that they were panicked so they were making this really high-pitched it was almost like dolphin sonar underneath the water but it was more similar to a, a cricket noise so it, they were just yeah telling me to calm down and that everything was going to be okay but also making a noise as if they were talking to each other trying to get the situation under control sort of thing so i was i'd calm down and it kind of just felt like i was in a current so i could stand but i was being pushed around like as if you're in the cone of the ocean. And I remember thinking to myself, if this is actually happening, I have to leave some form of ed- evidence behind. So I, um, I got my hand and my TV's right at the end of my bed. So I rubbed my hand all over my TV and looked at it and it left fingerprint marks. And then I just got continued to sort of be and pulled away from um my bed and then i remember getting closer to the sliding door and then everything just got really heavy and i blacked out and then woke up the next day the same same feeling like no dream um just that experience and yeah it spun me out and i had to go to work (laughs) unfortunately still had to continue living my life like I normally do. So I was just at work the whole day going over the whole situation, like what had actually just happened to me last night. Was that even real? I'm like, it felt so real It, it had this many characteristics. It was – I was just sort of piecing it together. And at the time I didn't realise, but I had a cut on the inside of, inside of my mouth and I was trying to think as well. I was like, what have I eaten that's cut my mouth? Like the only thing I've had is a steak and chips and I was like uh, – Chips wouldn't really cut my mouth. So I was a little bit confused about that. And it wasn't until the next day um, that the pain in my mouth got a a whole lot worse. And I was sitting there rubbing the wound in my mouth and it all of a sudden clicked on me that that's exactly where I had um, that implant that I thought that I had in my mouth and it had been taken out and gone. So I stuck my phone in my mouth and took a picture of... The the mark left behind it's a just a giant gouge in the same shape that it feels like it was so just a, a long cylinder with flat ends and then um yeah that spun me out because I was I come to the realization that that event of me being pulled out of my house by two grey aliens was a possibility that it was highly likely that it happened and uh yeah I also um remember. Whilst trying to piece everything together, I also remember a small snippet of maybe two nights prior. I had something similar happen. I woke up on the ground with a little grey alien in front of me and um, it kind of felt like we were playing telepathically, like we were having a great time together, if that makes any sense. And, um, yeah, and then the same thing again. I just blacked out and woke up the next day and went to work and I pretty much forgot about that whole entire um, interaction with them straight away. But it, yeah, it wasn't until I was piecing through um, the two nights after of them pulling me out of my bed and trying to leave evidence behind that um, I remembered that as well. So it was really interesting and quite confusing at the same time.
0: It's it's interesting too how it sounds like each time the experience really seems to progress in. I guess, well, your memory for one, um, and just even the severity of the event, like seeing that being six years ago, then blacking out in comparison to being down the end of your bed, you know, actually being taken in a sense to, you know, like that's, you know, I don't think we're really going to know an answer, but the thing of why are we like seeing why are you either remembering more or even getting more of a glimpse into what's happening, you know, um, and it's even that thing of how many other experience have you potentially had and have no recollection of or is it like these are your experiences and you've kind of just gotten those slight pieces you know that's always my thing is why do some seem to have yeah more recollection in comparison to others you know it's it makes like the phenomena from like a research point of view really difficult because it's so a case-by-case sort of situation and you know um I don't know it's it's just very interesting I think how it's sounds like it's kind of progressed for you, but it seems like that kind of happens for a lot of people as they kind of, you know, go through the years. Um, they seem to get a little bit more to the experience or, you know, what kind of have you.
2: Yeah. I do feel like there has been a number that I just can't remember because there's that feeling of going to bed and not dreaming at all. And it just being black, like almost like you close your eyes and then you wake up for work. You've got no dream. You feel like you haven't had a proper amount of sleep. You're just really fatigued and I feel like there has been some that I have absolutely no memory of and I think the only reason why uh, I remember that one is because, I don't know, it just wasn't going well and it was more, there was more going on in the event that sort of made me remember it. But um, yeah, it's a pretty pretty wild thing. And I did come to, because I've I've been doing a little bit more research, um, just listening to other podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I was listening to one with just the David Grush hearings in America, and uh, they had like a little snippet on their of um, their research on what they've been doing other, of other abductees in the past. And they do say that a lot of abductees sort of remember going through like a shower or something before going onto the ship or being covered in like a disinfectant so that they can go on the on the ship. And then but that was the first time I'd ever heard that. And then I just thought to myself, shit, is that what that slime was that was all over me? Was that a disinfectant sort of getting me ready to go under the ship? And that um, spun me out. And just finding all these little things of other people's stories that match mine almost perfectly is pretty full on just to sort of have to sit there and think about.
0: No, 100%. Even you just mentioning the shower then, the the last episode I put out, the woman I spoke to remembers being in a glass-type um of I don't know I guess containment where she kind of she even I'm pretty sure uses the word shower you know and it does seem to kind of ring true that yeah people sort of remember um even just standing at some point because often people often remember these situations taking place either lying down or sitting but you know there are these sort of key moments where yeah that seems to be more of like a potential like a shower kind of situation and it's interesting that um as you just said there too, you then finding other cases, other people's experiences matching yours perfectly. I mean, being covered in something, that's definitely something that's been kind of well reported on as well. Um, And even just the thing of people remembering almost that sort of fight or flight type of abduction where it doesn't kind of seem to be going well. Like as we were just saying, like how how much control – they seem to really have a the situation, but sometimes, um, I guess it's like anything that they maybe, um, undermine the, the experiences, uh, will to actually get out of that situation. And, you know, maybe you weren't supposed to wake up at that exact moment or what kind of have you, you know, like, it seems like
2: definitely seemed like it didn't go according to plan. And then me remembering that other interaction two days prior, um, kind of feels like it might have just been like a reintroduction sort of thing, and they were kind of stopping in and letting me know that that was going to happen, and then <laughs> it still didn't go well, and uh, yeah, they were definitely worried for their own safety. So, because I was, I wasn't like aggressive towards them. I was more just confused on what was happening, like, and I also like, as shocking as it is, I wouldn't feel like I'd, I wouldn't be in a fight, sort of, mm. frame. And i yeah, it was just more confusion. Like, what what was this feeling of like the stuff all over me? Why was it humid when my air conditioners on like seventeen degrees and I'm standing with two extraterrestrials <laughs> inside my house?
0: Yeah, that's the weird thing too, isn't it? Like just that the amount of people who seem to be quite comfortable with these experiences in the moment where really you shouldn't be, but for whatever yeah. reason, it's like you're conditioned or that sort of mindset is kind of forced onto you. Um, it's, I think, I mean, it plays a big part why probably, you know, people are kind of quiet about it because I guess if everyone was having these experiences and like freaking out, <laughs> you know, I think we'd, you'd, you'd probably hear a lot more, uh, stories just kind of, you know, people just being like a little less, um, content with what was kind of going on, but. I mean, yeah, that, that's obviously quite a recent uh, experience for you only in the last few months. What was it kind yeah. of like those next few nights, like going back to bed, were you kind of apprehensive about something else happening or has it kind of shifted your sort of, I don't know, just your mindset with this phenomena or yeah. were you kind of sitting with it at the moment?
2: Um, it just sort of faded away. I f- didn't feel like it was going to happen again but, and in saying that I didn't think it was ever going to happen again after that time that I was um experienced it when I was 25. But um yeah and that's just sort of what sent me down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out what is actually happening and how I stumbled across your podcast because there's nothing really out there for like because it's it's obviously such a taboo topic to talk about with other people they're going to think that you're mentally ill when you need to go to a bloody hospital or something. And um, yeah, I just wanted to find out a little bit more information. So um, yeah, I was trying to search just abductions on Spotify. And the only stuff that I could really find is just really old cases where people were talking about them sort of fourth hands, like it was a story from another story or there was a a podcast that they were talking about it, but they were making it spooky and sort of, that put me off just the story in general. And then I stumbled across your ones and they're firsthand genuine experience talks, which is definitely a lot more helpful than all the other things that I've been sort of stumbling across.
0: No, I'm glad you were able to find something that could hopefully, you know, answer some of your questions or just give you more insight. You know, I know it's hard. This is like my podcast, so it's even hard for myself to tell people, um, even though I've been doing it uh, for quite a while now. So I'm I'm kind of just at the point where, Uh, yeah, I don't particularly mind too much. But then obviously the last few months, I've become very open with sort of my own experiences. And that's like something that's really hard to discuss, even just with, you know, close friends and family, because, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, Dylan's interested in the paranormal and alien abduction and so on. But then for you to be like, oh, I might actually be kind of somewhat associated with this phenomena too. And then just putting that out is, um, it's, it's, it's hard. It's like a really hard thing to, um,
2: assign yourself with.
0: Yeah. And it's not like I ever, like yourself, you know, you don't really go out of your way to have experiences like this. Um, some people do, obviously, you know, they're pretty, there's people out there who, uh, yeah, kind of wish this upon themselves, but, um, yeah, it's, it's something that, you don't particularly ask for and then it's such a curiosity, right? Because usually kind of everything else we sort of experience on a day-to-day basis has some sort of answer or, you know, and then, yeah, you you have these experiences in the middle of the night or what kind of have you or just having those moments. Those moments are the, the weirdest thing where everything kind of just lines up weirdly, you know, like you find a piece of information that really resonates with you and it's like, yeah, as I said kind of before, it's like the world kind of just stops around you and you're like, whoa, this is kind of amazing that I've just gotten this intricate kind of part to this like bigger picture. But then at the same time, like you said, you know, that next day you have to go to work and kind yeah. of, you know, just, just yeah. kind of forget about it. I had a work Christmas party uh, at the end of last year and I actually kind of started to talk about some of this stuff on the podcast and the guy I was talking to is like very open and he weirdly had had some weird synchronicities throughout his life. Nothing paranormal per se, but just having that, um, being able to sort of, I guess, almost bond over just that weird sensation of when things line up and it doesn't really mean anything to anyone else other than that person in that moment, having that experience. Um, and it's just weird that once again, trying to be as open. So, you know, we're trying to normalise as much as sort of possible these experiences so people feel comfortable talking about it and just knowing that something is happening to a, a large portion of people. But it's great to... It's just interesting where, yeah, people who can't even relate to those topics often kind of have their own weird little glimpses into things which kind of all overlap as well, which is something I've kind of learned just from being open you know going to a party and someone might mention the podcast I and mean, then you know you have a conversation it's bizarre when they're like oh yeah my grandparents told me this insane story or yeah I've seen something and it's it it really just goes to show it's for me anyway like I just can't deny uh that there's just so many things out there we can't explain but doesn't make it any less true or um yeah it's, it's a very hard it's like a fine line you sort of walk with trying to Find evidence and proof, but also just knowing, having that strong sense of, yeah, you know that something is happening to people like yourself, and I guess even me to a certain point, you know, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird place to find yourself in.
2: I just feel like too, kind of now is the time where it's easier for people to be a little bit more open about stories that they've personally had, just with the mainstream media sort of picking up all the UAP, UAP activity and stuff like that like even though that the government is definitely not going to disclose fully anything that we're experiencing it just sort of opens people's minds up a little bit more that the there is maybe a possibility that there's more going on than we're led to believe or even thought so i think that's sort of helping a lot of people open up because i i myself have stumbled into three or four people that have had pretty similar experiences some are a lot differently their memory of their events is only sort of pick up and drop off, if that makes any sense. So, they, yeah, it's just a lot more easier for people to open up the conversation about the topic and sort of not be as judgmental with even in the mainstream media picking up the possibility that there could be extraterrestrial mancraft that the government has had for centuries sort of thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's definitely been a shift in people's acceptance more than ever like it's even when i started to do the podcast i was making it for people i guess like myself who were just really interested in the phenomena and wanting to have those discussions and it's almost transitioned to the point where i feel like the people listening are experiences and um you know obviously still have that interest but a lot of people listening really relate to the topics that you know i get to discuss on here which is um just a really interesting point of view and more than ever people just reach out and like let me know like it's almost every day at this point where someone will send me something that they can't explain and it's just it you still never kind of get used to just how much it is happening and I'm grateful those people feel confident to reach out and actually just you know just let me know yeah it is something that it's just not easy and depending on your situation too, you know. You might you might have someone you can sort of um, bounce, talk to, yeah, bounce Bye. ideas off. And a lot of people just don't have that, and they, you know, a lot of people have uh, professions where, if they even said they were interested in that sort of phenomena, it can kind of ruin their reputation and everything along that. Like if you've you know been raised quite religious, you know, obviously these sort of experiences often kind of sound quite demonic to people with faith as well. So you you really do start to isolate yourself even just within that let alone um, you know just making sense of what it actually is you know you've got different people thinking it's either insanity or yeah as we said some you know you've actually done something wrong to have some sort of demonic type entity visit you you know it's it's so um yeah it's just it's very hard but I'm glad that um, people like yourself and even you know for myself too feeling um, better more than ever to kind of put um put our faces or our names or just you know, even just with uh, friends and or just online and someone has been able to um, open up these conversations, you know?
2: Because even in my friend group, I have a few people that are sort of into the topic of um, spacecraft and aliens, and I had kept it almost a secret from them, even though that they're fully into it, and they're pretty open-minded, and I've known them for like nearly oh, 17 years. I still kept it quiet and I just recently told um a mate about all my stories and he was just like, are you serious? Like, you pulling my leg? Like, how come you've never told me this stuff? Like, yeah, and I just pretty much just said to him, it's so confusing and crazy that it's almost not even worth having the conversation to. It's sort of something that I just felt like I needed to deal with on my own and move
0: past. When people deny this kind of phenomena, it's like... It's very small-minded, I think. And especially, you know, even from a scientific point of view where you've got actual evidence, you know, like even someone like yourself where you have had like an implant removed, you know, you've actually got photos of that or, you know, there's a ton of different evidence which is out there, you know, like markings on the ground or... But all of this stuff always kind of seems to get overlooked because people still can't see it with their own eyes or... But my whole thing is just like... What we're sort of seeing, you know, what we're kind of getting a small glimpse of typically um, is I feel like something so much bigger than just what a typical human being can really conceptualize and understand where I feel like we're dealing with something, you know, really ancient as well um, and just quite advanced. So, of course, like you're not gonna uh, be able to just capture it and, you know, be able to study it. I know that's what science has always kind of been and so on, but it's like I feel like this phenomena just once it always proves itself to be far more advanced and um, more intricate than we could really ever understand, you know. Like even to the point of us having this conversation, what we've probably figured out, it's like think about how much more there is that it's still just, you know, w- will we ever even get any more sort of answers in our lifetimes, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so vast and it's a shame that people are quite close-minded to it because i think once again the biggest evidence we have is just people's accounts you know what i mean people aren't making this material up far like you know far less i would say than once upon a time um the people who at least sound credible and people like yourself you know um have had these sort of lifetime experiences and you know you've captured some video and some photo and so on i think it's i think you know the the proof is really there
2: yeah, it's, it's really hard to like document too because it's there's so many long gaps in the period of things happening. And it's like it's always one step ahead of you. Like I've listened to one of your um, podcasts and um, a fella had one of those whoops, the sleep monitor, on his wrist. And I thought, fuck, that's not yeah. But But um, I also have a friend. She had uh, a strange experience where there was a light flying around her property. Um, uh, pretty often she was trying to capture it. So she set up um, like uh, she had a baby monitor and just was filming her bed at night when she sleep for a couple of months at a time. And she remembers having this incident of a big bright light in her room and she sort of woke up, looked at the mirror, seeing that it was hovering at the window and then went to sleep. But in the morning, her whole entire house, all the electronic devices had been turned off. And <laughs> I was just like, oh, it's such a pain in the ass. Like you think that you might be able to have some form of evidence left behind a Kind of that you can go back and reflect on, but it's always one step ahead of you and just, you know, <laughs> it kind of rubs it in your face that it, you can't, you can't, yeah, capture anything.
0: I want to talk a little bit more about the implant as well, because that's a really interesting factor to your case. And, you know, anyone who has any physical markings or, you know, some sort of implant or just physical evidence that, you know, you can kind of come away from after an experience like this just adds so much more proof, I guess, you know, puts a lot of doubt out of your mind that something unusual is happening.
2: Like with the implant side of things, like with my one, I pretty much play with it every day. It's almost like just a mole on your back that you forget's even there. That's why it was such a shock to me when I come to the realisation that it was gone but didn't think about it, it being the reason why I had a sore in my mouth. It was just such a spin out. I went to a dentist to get some fillings and I was like, just remembered, I was like, oh, can you check out this lamp that's in my, the inside of my mouth? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll have a look at it. He's like, oh, yeah, that's really odd. I was like, what do you reckon it could be? He's like, oh, it could be like some calcium buildup that slipped down in your gums, but it doesn't feel like that. And it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be anything like that. He's like, it's just real weird and I don't know what it is. And I was like, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's, that's like some confirmation there for like a medical yeah. professional's like, I don't know, like that's, that's pretty interesting, you know.
2: I couldn't be like, oh, since you're numb in my mouth, can you? It's an alien implant. Can you please cut it out of me? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Um, to yeah, have someone else look at it <laughs> like who I mean, who specializes in mouths, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah, be like, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. It's he would have looked at thousands of
2: people's faces and just, yeah, hey, he had nothing for me. He's like, the only thing it could be close to is this and it's not that because it doesn't have the same characteristics. It's just
0: weird that it's. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. I'll yeah. I'll do <laughs> what I can with that information. Yeah, sure. Yawn. Just thank you so much for being so open and just sharing everything you've kind of discovered over you know the course of your life. I know um, it sounds like there's a lot that's happened, and you know, just with that most recent experience, it sounds like you know at any moment um, something else could kind of reveal itself and. Yeah, I'm just really grateful that um, you were able to kind of stumble across paranormal thoughts and get something out of it. Then, you know, to feel comfortable to come on and speak with me and to share your story. You know, I think it's great to hear from definitely more Australians too with this phenomena. Uh, I think it's just really important to keep having this conversation and. Yeah, I just love hearing those sort of like those few things that I can really relate to. Uh, I know a lot of other people can as well um, with your experiences. So just, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing.
2: Yeah, well, thank you for having a chat with me and listening to my story. It it really falls back on you too. Like you're just such a genuine curious person about this topic and you. I listen to the way that you talk to other people about their experiences and that sort of gives me comfort that, Everyone's story is sort of gonna be heard and it's just gonna help them sort of come to terms with what's actually going on, even though we've almost got no idea <laughs> what's going on. how to control it or anything like that, but just, yeah, helping other people. Cause yeah, me listening to your podcast, I definitely felt safe to tell you my story. Even when I don't have a lot of friends that I would share this with, it just, yeah, helps heaps just getting it off your chest and it would definitely help other people hearing uh, everyone else's sort of, um, yeah, cases, I guess.
0: Well, there you go. There was interview with an abductee with Yorn. Thank you so much again, Yorn, for taking the time and sharing your story with us. And of course, thank you guys so much for listening as well. It means a lot that a lot of you actually benefit from interview with an abductee. You know, it's um, it's kind of yeah, it's an incredible thing. I say this every time, but just the fact of it's become a lot more of um, a lot more than just like a entertaining segment about alien abduction. It's actually kind of healing and fairly educational for a lot of you as well. So I'm stoked that I can offer that. Um, here for all of you so if you enjoyed this episode please share with anyone you think might also be interested uh, leave us a five star rating on Spotify Apple Podcast wherever you listen uh, if that really helps you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram I also have a private Facebook group so if you just search Paranormal Thoughts Podcast you can join that and it's a safe environment where you can share your stories and you know kind of ask questions with a community that isn't going to judge uh, you for speaking out thank you guys so much for listening and i hope to catch you in another podcast episode really soon thanks bye